welcome to the Mom Life Weight Loss Podcast. This podcast is all about helping you to end the overwhelm of the weight loss industry. I'm Laura, a registered dietitian and mom. I'm super passionate about coaching moms to successfully lose weight. I'll be your coach, helping you to keep it simple and stay motivated so you can lose weight, keep it off, and be your best you. Welcome to this week's episode of Mom Life Weight Loss. In today's episode, I'm going to be chatting with you about fatigue and how you can fight it with strategies other than caffeine, sugar, and junk. It's possible, I promise. Mom life is tiring, and I'll hazard a guess that you likely feel tired, at least some of the time, if not always. Oh wait, that's me. I'll take you through what fatigue is, things you might be doing that you need to stop, and things you can do instead. Plus, of course, I've got my tip for you at the end, so don't miss it. All right, let's get started. It's important to start off knowing that there is a difference between feeling tired because you aren't getting enough sleep and feeling tired because you are fatigued. Next episode, I'm going to go into detail and talking all about sleep and the very important and underrated role that sleep plays in weight management. For this episode, I'm going to talk to you about fatigue. And fatigue is a feeling of constant tiredness or weakness, and it can be physical, mental, or a combination of both. Fatigue is usually related to tiredness from stress, not enough sleep, poor diet, and other lifestyle factors. Let's quickly go through some of the things that you might be doing right now to combat your fatigue on a daily basis that, well, maybe aren't the best choices. I'm not at all judging you. I'm fatigued with you and 100% I've done most of these. If not, do them right now. This is also a friendly reminder to myself as well. The first one is reaching straight for the carbs and eating carbohydrate foods by themselves. Think about sweets, chips, baked goods. This is all related to your blood sugar levels and your brain. Your brain is literally telling you to give it sugar. When I first had G and she was a newborn, uh, she did not go to bed early yet. Like she goes to bed early now, but as a newborn baby, she wasn't going to bed until like 10. I was always up with her at that late time. And every single night I found myself eating packaged cookies. And I'm pretty sure they were hobnobs. I don't know if any of you have ever had a hobnob, but they're a favorite um, of ours. And so they were in our house. And it's super weird because like, I don't really even like hobnobs that much. And I much, much prefer a homemade cookie. And prior to this, I never, ever ate cookies every single night before that. Now that I think about it with F, when he was a newborn and staying up late at night, he was born right at Easter and my late night carbohydrate sugar grab was mini eggs and jube jubes. And I would make like a little bowl of the combination of the two of them. And I legit could not help it. My brain and my body were like telling me that I wanted and needed to eat this food. And it was kind of like a survival mechanism at the time. Obviously not the best choice, which I'll go into how to do the better choice in the next section. 
The next thing that you might be doing to help fight fatigue is drinking more coffee or however you might consume any caffeine in your day. You might start upping how much coffee or caffeine you're drinking in a day. You go from one cup to two cups. Before you know it, you're drinking a fourth cup in the middle of the afternoon. And so we'll talk about how to do something different than upping your caffeine. The next thing that you might be doing that's not helpful is drinking alcohol. And a lot of people drink alcohol before they go to bed. And you may believe that it is helping you sleep better because it's helping you feel relaxed and helping you fall asleep. However, not only does alcohol have calories, obviously, it also actually does the opposite of helping you. So more on that in a bit. And the last one is cutting out exercise or your activity routine. If you are tired, whoever feels like being active, am I right? I often do this and I prioritize resting over being active because I'm fatigued constantly. There's nothing wrong with resting, but I'll kind of go into more detail in the next section about what I mean in terms of not cutting this activity out. Let me know if there's anything else that you do right now to help combat fatigue that you are now thinking is maybe not the best choice for you. Share with me on Instagram and I'll make sure to share it with everybody else because maybe there's somebody else just like you. You can shoot me a message at lauraveweightlosscoach. All right, now let's go on to the things that you can do to help fight your fatigue. Firstly, I'm going to start this off by saying despite what Google might tell you, and blogs, and influencers on social media, there really is no specific food that on its own will help you fight fatigue. I'll go through this in a a little bit more detail, but ultimately, like eating something like watermelon, or oatmeal, or almonds, are not alone going to be like the silver bullet to helping you fight fatigue. So, Don't get sucked into feeling like there is um, a quick fix to something like this with a singular food. Okay, so now let's go into the strategies that you can do. The first one is eat often. Eating at regular intervals is an excellent way to help you keep your energy up throughout the day. This is really what helps manage your blood sugar and keeps it on a nice, even keel instead of spiking it up and then watching it dip down. And this, you know, spike and dip is what causes you to feel that quick rush of energy after you've eaten something like, you know, my example of the mini eggs, but then you dip your blood sugar down and then that helps you kind of feel that crash afterwards and makes you feel equally as tired just as quickly as you felt that energy. So ideally, you want to be aiming for meals that are no more than six hours apart and ideally eating every three to four hours. I'll put my little like disclaimer in here. Everyone's an individual. This might not work for everyone. This is a generalized recommendation. The other key here is to make sure you are pairing foods together that will give you lasting fullness and lasting energy. If you've listened to my episode on how to eat less and feel full, which was episode six, you already know what I'm going to say here. Protein and fiber. My colleague, Abby Sharp, calls this her hunger-crushing combination. Both of these things, both protein and fiber, digest slowly in your body, help you manage your hunger, help regulate blood sugar levels, 
and help you to feel full for longer. And of course, all of these things, managing hunger, managing blood sugar, long-lasting fullness, help you fight fatigue. The next strategy is to get moving. So I kind of touched on this already. Contrary to what you might be inclined to think or do, moving your body can actually help you combat fatigue. I'm not saying that you have to get up on your spin bike and attend an immense, an immense, an intense 45-minute spin class. What I mean is like, get up, walk around your house, go outside, walk around the block, go pick up the mail. Just 10 minutes of moving your body can be a big help. Plus, this is a really small goal that I love, which helps you get into a movement habit, which can ultimately lead to you increasing it, increasing the intensity, and gets you towards that bigger overall movement goal that you may have set for yourself. So get moving, but start small. The next thing that you can do to fight fatigue is sleep. Obviously, this is super obvious. Getting enough sleep would help fight fatigue. But seriously, honestly, most people don't get enough sleep to feel rested during the day. And this is why I'm going to do like a whole podcast. Next week's podcast is going to be all about sleep. But I'll say here that no, five hours is not enough sleep, even though you've convinced yourself that it is. And I've met many people who say that they can function off five hours of sleep. Of course you can function, but you're not functioning at your best self. R actually used to work in kind of like the sleep world. He worked for a company that had a wearable that was all about sleep and safety and like worker health. And he used to say that on average, most people need about eight hours of sleep in order to feel like truly rested and ready to go. I'm not going to go into it all in detail now, so stay tuned for next week's episode where I'm going to delve all into sleep there. What I'll say right now is to get into a better sleep routine would be the first thing that you can do. And this can include things like getting up and going to bed at the same time every day, having a relaxing bedtime routine that you do every single night, kind of preps your brain like, oh, okay, now I know the next step is this and the next step is this and then the next step is going to bed and it sort of helps your body wind down for the day. A good kind of rule of thumb is no screens 30 minutes before you go to bed. And another one that I'll add in here is that if you are the type of person who's waking in the middle of the night and struggling to fall back asleep, an important thing to do is not to look at your screen in the middle of the night. It's better to read a book or get up and do like a super boring task and um, fight the urge to check your phone. The next strategy that I'll go into is reducing stress. And of course, we all are trying to reduce our stress. So it feels like a little bit redundant for me to talk about it. But reducing stress is another strategy that can help you combat fatigue. And this is clearly easier said than done. And I'm not an expert in reducing stress. I would suggest you create a list of things you can do that are non-food related that you can do and that you enjoy doing that would help you combat stress. So this could be yoga, reading a book, having coffee with a friend. This is another good one. We'll do a little plug for therapy, some talk therapy. That's a great way to help people talk out things and help reduce their stress. But just maybe like a small list of like a couple of things that are non-food related that you can do when you're feeling stressed out. Okay, now I'm getting into the caffeine strategy. So some professionals actually suggest cutting out caffeine entirely to combat fatigue. I, of course, am not going to tell you to cut out caffeine because, well, one, I don't want hate messages, but two, I love coffee. I'm 
barely ever met somebody who doesn't drink coffee or consume caffeine in some way. So what I will recommend, because I like real suggestions, not unrealistic ones, like cutting caffeine out, I would assess when is the best time for you to stop drinking your caffeine. So maybe it's 2 p.m., maybe it's noon, but it should be sometime before the middle of the afternoon so that the caffeine is out of your body in time for the evening and it does not interfere with that nice bedtime routine I just talked about. Okay, the next one is drinking less alcohol. And as I already said, while it may seem like drinking a glass of wine in the evening helps you relax and fall asleep easier, what actually happens is that you don't sleep as deeply after drinking alcohol. So even if you get a nice eight hours of sleep, it actually has not been as restful as it could have been. This is where the recommendation of considering just cutting down on alcohol later in the evenings has been suggested to help manage fatigue. I'm not saying don't drink. I'm just saying Think about it. If you're drinking in order to help you relax and fall asleep, you might want to be evaluating how you're actually feeling the next morning when you wake up. And the last one that I'll mention in this episode is to drink more water. This is last but not least, staying hydrated. It's so good for you for so many different reasons. Being tired may simply be related to being dehydrated. Make sure you are drinking enough fluids throughout the day. Of course, ideally water, it's calorie free, it's free out of your tap. And the last thing that I'll say here is if you feel thirsty, you are already dehydrated. So it's important to try and stay ahead of that um, feeling of thirst because that's a sign that you have already slipped into the dehydrated zone. This now brings me into my tip of the episode. Today's tip is to use the last strategy that I just mentioned, staying hydrated. Majority of the people I talk with don't drink enough fluid during the day, me included. So let's start with something super simple. I'm going to suggest that you aim to start off each day with a small glass of water. That's it. Get up from bed, go take a pee, and have a small glass of water. It's one small step towards drinking more water and staying hydrated and fighting fatigue. If you think that you already drink enough water, then my tip for you is to look at your bedtime routine and see where you can make a slight improvement to maybe make it a little bit more relaxing for lulling you into a nice restful sleep. This episode was all about the importance of fighting fatigue. This can be super helpful in helping you create healthier habits and make better choices in times of busyness and stress. Some strategies to try that I went over are eating often, get moving, improved sleep, reducing stress, be mindful of caffeine, drinking less alcohol late at night, and staying hydrated. I hope this episode was helpful for you and that you are going to try either my tip this episode or choose the strategy that resonated the most with you to help fight that fatigue. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave me a review. It can help other moms find the podcast. All my email club members get new episodes delivered straight to their inbox every Tuesday morning. If you want in on that, then make sure you sign up for the email club on my website at lauravermander.com. If you want more community, extra support, healthy recipes, live question and answer with myself, and maybe a new mom friend, then make sure you join my free community of other moms just like you, Mom Supporting Moms with Weight Loss. 
The link for this group is in my show notes, which you can find at lauravermander.com slash podcast. This is episode 24. That's it for today's episode. Bye for now, mama. Mm-hmm.